0: Welcome to episode 20 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Big week coming at you as we get a full race debrief from, from Josh Lunn after his little jog around the streets of London. Um, his day's been ruined, actually. We're currently recording at five, 10 past 5 on, on Monday evening. And the whole world's gone upside down for Josh because Instagram, Facebook and WhatsApp have all gone down. So he's struggling.
1: They've all gone down, have they?
0: Everything's gone down. The world fantastic. Ended. Basically, time. Josh lunn has run has come 14th at London Marathon, and the world's sort of imploded.
1: Have they all gone down seriously?
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I can't get any. We couldn't share the Zoom link. We couldn't. Shh. I can't get the listener questions. Are all sitting on Instagram, and I can't access them. Wow,
1: so, there's some serious hackers going on. Or, there?
0: or well, maybe they've just come back live. No, it hasn't. I lied. Anyway, I'll carry on with my intro. Um, I do have a better a better tenuous link i was going to say josh's instagram notifications have been pinging more than his nhs app have been but um yeah that's ruined now um so let me introduce firstly let me introduce the show our 213 man from berlin 2019
1: which still was, hanging on to that
0: which was just before the world discovered covid and and then we all went a bit weird um matty how are we recovering well from berlin from yeah berlin
1: I am recovering well. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, all is good in um, in the Wrexham household. I, I, I did like, a little bike today.
0: Yeah, I did see that, but I also like that you were completely unaware of this whole WhatsApp Instagram thing, which just shows what man you are. Um,
1: Listen, lads, like, I like I like a bit of it, but I just I, I'm not very good at it.
0: Uh, we've noticed, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it gets a bit much sometimes. Like last night, as I said, about eight o'clock, when I said to you boys, I'm going off this this phone. I'd been on it, I think, for constantly from about for about twelve hours yesterday, either texting Josh, calling Josh, taking pictures of Josh. Um, so, the question is, lads,
1: right? Is you know, you do you boys? I assume you both have iPhones. Yeah. yeah. Do you get that weekly report? of like how oh, many hours you've been on your phone don't
0: don't get josh started josh's let's get josh's right now um
2: mine's actually generally been so much better than it was um back in the day what's so the daily my my ye- yesterday was six and a half hours
1: six and a half hours on your phone is
2: this yesterday? and that's good yeah right. that's that, to be fair,
1: yesterday was... That was yesterday, and he ran a marathon as well.
2: To be fair, my average was worse. It was seven hours yesterday, uh, last week. Wow. I mean, what about
0: yours, Aaron? To be fair, yesterday for me was... um. Well, that's not even yesterday. I lied. I scrolled back one, one thing, and it goes to last Monday. So it doesn't even show me.
2: Change it to day at the top.
0: Well, it is on day. I just scrolled back one. This is good radio. It just goes back a whole week, Josh useless
2: oh, yeah, actually you're right yes yesterday, yesterday was
0: eight hours oh there you go you do it at the top yes well, that's mine's two hours yesterday was seven hours for me because i was um watching josh but usually it's about three hours four hours um whereas josh's josh's whatsapp notifications is sickening eight hours there you go right let's move on from this um i can't the question remember.
1: is um can anyone beat that
0: can anyone beat eight hours on if anyone's listening
1: if you're in double digits, you need to check yourself.
0: Yeah. You need to take a long, hard look at yourself in the mirror. Um, I also, what, Clousey, how's your petrol situation in Wrexham?
1: Um, it's all right, actually. Is yeah, it? I've been siph- siphoning um, the neighbours um, with a dirty old tube. So I've been great. I've had a bit of petrol breath, but apart from that. Uh, no, it's been okay. Um no real issues. What I what I generally do is when I fill up my tank, I fill it to the brim. Uh, and that generally uh, does me for a few days. I've not been out and about uh, so much recently. So um, I've been all right.
0: That's good to hear. Yeah, for, for any any listeners outside of the UK, this country is, yeah. And, and this country and Wales is sort of going to ruin. We've it's a mess. No, we've got no petrol. We've got people sitting on roads stopping you driving. And Josh Lunn is coming 14th at London Marathon. So it's tits up. Um, Josh, let's go to the you, Starman, self proclaimed king of the pod now, as you're the fastest, fastest runner, fastest marathon runner since we started this podcast.
2: How have the stairs been today? Um, I've been down them once. So luckily, because we live in a flat, there's a, yeah, we don't have to, don't have to do it so much, but we have got like a, on the landing there's sort of two mini steps that no, they've been more of a problem than i thought they were going to be but it's more uh getting out of the chair actually go on tell us what it really is <laughs> this i told you both this morning i treated myself to a sit down wee this morning first thing and i uh i couldn't get back up so i had to sort of put my hands on the door frame and uh, pull myself up it's a low point it's
0: good i like that um what about the shower have you not having a, a sit down shower yet you probably haven't showered have
2: you no, I don't think I have. <laughs> You've
1: not showered since yesterday, you dirty git. No, I went, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I uh
2: you yeah, got changed and stuff at the hotel and I fell asleep on the sofa and then I woke up and I just went to work, so. So just
0: clarify this, you have had a shower since the race? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Good.
0: Um, Get yourself a, n- a nice little bath, do you like your Epsom salts? I sit, I'd
2: sit down and shower, I think i will treat myself
1: yeah, yeah sit you. yourself down the shower plug the plug hole and just put some epsom salts on the tray shower tray yeah <laughs> treat yourself
0: that, yeah bath hacks from matt class um i mean usually we go into our training for the weeks right now but classy you've probably not done anything have you
1: well, i painted a shed monday
0: okay you talk us
1: through your week then um well that that's that was all all the strenuous activity i did for the week was i decided to uh, paint my shed when it's autumn and i've had the whole summer to do it um but do you know what it's really satisfying because i look look at that shed now every day i think god it, I, do you know I, mean, I don't know about you boys right and i i this will take about 20 30 seconds um, but shed paint it's really hard to find the right colour um so i'm sure there's listeners out there who will agree with me on that but when you get that color right oh it's a good feeling so that's been my week what color did you go for um something i can't remember now but it was ron seal so it's got to be good on it yeah the best um
0: nothing else no other little ventures any other little walks
1: Bike ride. Um yeah, doing doing little five K walks in the morning. It's been good. Um every day. Just like get out in the morning, just to sort of stretch stretch the body, stretch the legs. Is this like half um, four half four in the morning? No, I've been having lions, mate. I've been treating myself. Six o'clock. And then um yeah, I had a few um few birds on the new bird feeder actually, which has been really exciting. Um so I thought yeah.
0: that was going elsewhere then.
1: Um, no, so we've got a few new, uh, few new birds in. Um, they're feeding well, so yeah, exciting week. Do you know what birds they are? Um, we had a robin, um, which I think is my favourite bird.
2: <laughs> to be to honest. Um,
1: feed them? What do you feed them? Yeah, um, they're sunflower seeds, but they they've they've been uh, deshelled. So yeah. And it did I tell you it was squirrel proof? I did, didn't I? <laughs> no. And no large, no large birds can land on it because if they land on the little stick, it like closes it. So it's only for small birds.
0: What about the cat? Does that get in and disrupt them?
1: Oh, I've got an update with the cat. Um, so uh, my mother-in-law brought us some plants. Um, and they're called scaredy cats. <laughs> So we put the plants down. So apparently these plants are supposed to um, basically have like this sort of aroma to them to like.
0: You're not poisoning these cats, are you?
1: I wanted to put some sort of bear trap down, but I um, you've explained. I don't think that would be very humane. Um, but it's still coming in. So, um, if any of the listeners have any sort of hacks of something I can use, then please let me know.
0: You should just embrace them. Let them in your house.
1: This cat's, a little, this cat's a prick <laughs> yeah so there you go there's my update I, oh and I have a new toad I have a toad <laughs> uh, yesterday saw a toad jump um, out of the um, underneath the chair outside so there you go so that's my week guys so we'll
2: do little on the bloody podcast this week
0: yeah it's probably one of the best weekly recaps I've had so far
1: so no running I'll start running this well Thursday
0: yeah, I mean, I haven't done much more running than that, to be honest. I um, I think I've been quite busy at work, which is a surprise to many. Um, and yeah, I don't think I ran Monday and Tuesday because I was busy. So by the time I got out Wednesday, I just did an easy hour, which was okay, but quite hilly. Um, that evening, I picked up some paving slabs for the back garden and I had to go down the road and Pick up eight of these paving slabs and they're quite heavy like you know patio slabs um and as i haven't been doing weights like cloudy i pulled up pretty sore the next day from that so um
1: they're a bugger to pick up though aren't they like you want to pick them up with your like like you know bend your knees and all that but you have to bend your back
0: well i had to put them in the car and then take them out of the car and put them in the garage because so yeah strenuous activity and Actually, I ran the next morning. So I went out, ran Burley the next morning. I No, actually, let's go back. So Tuesday I didn't run because Jenny was at work. And Jenny, for people who don't know, is, uh, works in hair and makeup and usually works in, in London or wherever they're filming. And this week, The Crown is filming in Stamford. So she got to work from home, basically. So she drove down the wo- the road to Burley House where they're filming
1: so she's TV. a makeup artist for The Crown. Yeah, TV and film. Wow. She's more famous. I, than I, me. I I I understand it's TV and film. What The Crown is. Yeah, good. But she, wow, she. What else does she do? Uh, Peaky Blinders. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> try to ignore Josh making rude gestures in the corner. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I Pe- I don't know other films. Loads of stuff. I just, wow, impressive. I just sort of have to. Um do whatever to make her live her lifestyle. I'm just, I'm like a house husband. Um, so yeah, when she was busy at work, I had to look after Eliza. I say I looked after Eliza. Actually, her mum came around from about between half seven in the morning until half six. So I don't really have any excuses other than being lazy. Um, but yeah, so that was that was t- uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, but on my run on, on Thursday, I went through Burley sort of you can actually pretty much go through where they're all set up and doing sets. Tried to see if I could spot anyone, didn't. So that was that run. Um Friday, I was that's when I got my DOMs from these pavement slabs. So I started off a run on Friday, got three minutes into it and just couldn't be bothered, um, which isn't the best attitude to have. I just wasn't motivated. It was a bit sore. It was getting dark. I was like, "Nah, I need to go shop. I'll go shopping and have some food." So, so that was uh, that was Friday. Saturday got out for a little run in the morning. So, what's that? Three three runs for the week. So, twenty ish miles. Pretty terrible. But Sunday, I went down to London with Mike Channing. We went to watch Josh. Give him some support. Give him some abuse and as i said to him he actually has inspired me to start running again so hopefully this week we see a massive Im- improvement in my my output because yeah if i want to do seville in february i need to start training to beat him that's my main motivation there but it was it was a good day down in london watching people it's nice to have mass racing back and it was actually it was actually quite easy to to watch the elite races this year because because you went off at half nine and they sort of waved all the starts behind you. So it actually meant a lot of people didn't start till around half 10. So all the crowds didn't really come out until after the elites went through. So I was just able to rock up by the side of the road at 15 and 20 miles and sort of hang over and give Josh abuse. And I think he spent more time trying to, at 15 miles, he told me he felt he said it was biting or it starting to hurt. So I phoned, phoned you, Matt, and got you concerned. Um, so you gave me some advice to give Josh a shout at 20 and just keep him going. So when he came past at 20, he was busy turning around, shouting to me, where's Dan? Where's Dan? Where is he? I was like, forget about him. He's miles back. Um, which you can probably hear in the vi- terrible video I shot.
1: Why are you saying that? We'll, let's get into, get us, wait, let's we'll get, us into, the race,
0: we'll get into, into the race. But the main thing was, I was expecting Josh to come past at 20, absolutely hanging, based on what I'd seen at 15. And he looked pretty fresh. So that's when I called you again, Matt, and said he's fine. And we knew he'd be fine to the finish. And I do give Josh a lot of shit on this podcast. And what I will say is he was, for me, one of the most impressive runs of the day. So um, I do give him credit now and again. And
1: do I, I get any I, credit? Oh,
0: you get credit all the time, mate. I, oh, never, for sure. I never knock what you do. Um, you give him some sound advice, and he um, he just doesn't choose to listen to it half the time. but I think sure. what we've been telling him over the last twelve weeks is some of it does sink in, and um, and yeah, he, um, he was a good old boy yesterday, so that's you, pretty yeah. well I, it almost is my recap of the week, however. I feel bad because I went down to London to watch, to watch Josh. So I left, I left here at sort of quarter to eight yesterday morning, Sunday morning. Um, I forgot that Eliza had this little rash on her wrist and we'd phoned the doctors and they said they were going to give us a call back at eight o'clock on Sunday morning. And they did that. And she ended up having to go to the hospital, then to A&E to have various checks. So Jenny actually spent the whole whole day in hospital waiting for these blood tests while I was stood in London watching Josh so Josh if you in dog if you ever want to know how much I appreciate you just consider that I left my daughter and my wife in hospital to go watch you on the streets of London
2: you've got quite a bad, re- bad reputation watching me race after the great north as well With Jenny's mum
0: oh yeah exactly so it all it all kicked when, jo- when Josh run, runs well there's usually like a story going on in my family of somebody somebody like nearly dying or going to hospital. So hopefully next time Josh runs well, my family stays safe. That'd be nice. Um, but at the end, she's actually fine. Um, so it's all good. We are, yeah. Um, she's in full flow of today and I'm trying to get her to say some bad things about Josh, which I'm going to film later. So
1: The girl's been through the, the ring, aren't she?
0: Well, I think we're quite lucky because because we didn't really get out for her first like nine months of her life, she didn't have any illnesses, and now they're all back into the wild and going feral, aren't they? All these kids running around touching each other. They, um, they pick up all these, these illnesses because they've got no immune system, so yeah, she just needs to stop putting her fingers in people's mouths um, or licking people, which. Is maybe my fault for teaching her it
1: but yeah that's oh, hold on hold on so you're saying that you lick people
0: I've taught her to lick people yeah I thought it's because you've got
1: that because she's got that from you yeah so I who are you licking her yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. um oh. anyway so other than other than my weirdness it's um I haven't done any running like you. So let's move on to the main man and get into full race debrief. So do you want to kick us off with your final week of training first, Josh?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
0: I've actually got nothing to moan about this week in your training, I don't think. So should be able to get away with it.
2: Right. So I'm going to add something as well, which I actually didn't tell. I, I When I get there, I didn't tell Matt and Aaron until yesterday before the race. I knew it was going to probably worry them but um so monday so eight miles in the evening 653 is nice and easy um i think quite a few people actually wanted me to change the name of this run to the penis run um oh, it's very good after, yeah after um if you ever want to if you want to go back and look at my strava you'll see why it's almost in the perfect shape of a penis um
1: I I need to see this. I it's, it's, it
2: looks a bit like yours <laughs> i am um, That's actually just reminded me of something as well. On this run, he was absolutely pissing it down. Um, And we ran a little bit later as I was waiting for some of the others to finish work. Um, And we're about half a mile from the finish, running down, you know, Matt, on the the lake, um, Roath? I know, it too. It's where the Cardiff half goes around. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So where where you come back on the Cardiff half, I was running a black jacket and black tights. Standard.
0: Yeah. For For your evening run. Josh's evening runs. He wears head-to-toe black with a black hat usually and black gloves.
2: Don't don't want people to see me. Um and yes, oh,
1: we- hold on. So this this looks, I mean, you've got you've got the you've got the, the the main the main bits there, but where where's the rest of it?
2: That's what Josh is Maybe Josh like. Bigger than mine.
1: You just got the one have you? <laughs> there's only one there's only one one testicle there.
2: Well, yeah. we've always known he's not got full balls, haven't we? i <laughs> will save him for Sunday.
1: There you go.
2: Anyway, so yeah, um, so Connor was struggling a little bit with the pace. So I, I realised as I was sort of two-stepping him, I said, "Do you want me to slow down a bit?" And uh, as he said yes, I felt a big thud at the back of my head, and I thought he'd hit me on the back of the head and said, "Sort of thanks." I heard him. I said, "What the fuck do you do that for?" And uh, he was like, "What?" And it turns out that someone actually, out of a car, throwing an egg at the back of my head, perfectly hit me. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. Um, yeah, so that actually hurt quite a bit. Um, it was more of the shock of it. And then so sort of after a, a minute or so, I was like, fair play. That was actually a very, very good shock. Because I was, all, like, like I said, I was all in black. I have no idea how they spotted me. Well, look at your hair, mate. Do you have a hat on? I have a hood up. Oh, Okay. Yeah, no, I, I was I was quite impressed. So yeah, that pissed me off actually a bit. Um, so yeah, that was Monday night.
0: That's the Cardiff boys for you. That
2: is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. I reckon uh, it was Jake. I reckon it was Jake Smith. <laughs> I've seen his driving. I don't think it was. Um, so Tuesday morning, just did four miles and some strides, just uh, four by fifteen seconds. So I just wanted to keep my legs moving a bit this week. So nothing sort of ridiculous, but yeah. And talk, talk us through your title of that one. Uh, oh, just generally just annoying because the kids are back at school so no, I've spent the whole summer um, running past the school and obviously there was nobody there then uh, yeah more recently now the kids are back at school they just don't move they're just always in the way it's quite annoying it just pisses me off again um, Yes, yeah, strides after that and then in the evening just four again um, 6.46s uh, 6.53s in the morning nice and easy um, so then Wednesday was just like the last kind of very mini session we did. So we did this with the, uh, the masher. Um, so just two mile warm up, And then <laughs> I remember this actually, cause I was in tights and trackies and Dan was in shorts. Uh, so it's not that hot at all. Did he um, drop, did he drop you on this one? No, we ran together. Okay. Um, so we did an eight by 90 seconds of 60 second jog. So, it, well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it didn't really matter what sort of pace you're running. Um, sort of just yeah, running decent, not pushing it too hard. And then two mile warm down. Um, I think I was uh, yeah. Also another sort of thing I probably didn't do the most sensible. I forgot to say actually, started running in new shoes this week. Different type of shoes I haven't worn for a few years. Um, but all good. That's
1: a great idea. That isn't it? Well, it, it was because Start of it. doing your yoga in it. <laughs>
2: How did your yoga go? I didn't yeah, I didn't dare do it. Um, I ha- kept having problems with the new Pegasus, and I, I can't get any of the old ones. So, I I had some old Romeros. I tried them, and it just flared my sort of ankle Achilles area up. So I was like, right, I'll get some structures. If I don't like them, I just won't wear them. But they seem to, yeah, they seem to be good. Quite like them. So gonna stick with them probably for the next block as well. Um, so yeah, so that was the first time I went out, and then I think on uh, on the warm up on uh wednesday uh then thursday went out in the morning did eight miles just at six forties. <clears throat> uh i think i actually finished a little bit quicker there because I, I, again i didn't want to sort of jog too much this week um but i didn't, I didn't want to overdo it so yeah started at 720s ended at six fifteen. so yeah but you, you weren't also you weren't like pushing it that hard no exactly it was very progr- it was very progressive
0: like as for, you know six fifteen is still a minute a mile slower than marath pace for example isn't it
2: yeah exactly yeah i just wanted to sort of gradually feel like i was moving a bit better and it's like I, yeah like i say i wasn't running that hard as in tracky bottom still um and then that was basically all the runs in cardiff so then i drove oh one thing i forgot about thursday so this this it was somewhat stressful so i had five more bottles in uh we have drink, eight drink stations. So Matt kindly sent me some uh, bottles in the post and I was waiting all afternoon for them. As he said, he sent them first class. So I heard the doorbell go um, and I was like, right, OK, well, I can't miss this because I need the bottles um, and I was traveling Friday morning. So as I ran downstairs, um, I opened the first, uh, it was basically got two front doors. So I opened the first front door. Um, and as I've opened the second one, the weather was really bad in Cardiff on Thursday. Um, and that I heard... It was bad everywhere, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, it, probably. I it, just it was assumed it. down it was everywhere, yeah. Uh, um, and the, yeah, the first door blew behind me and I realised I had no shoes, no socks, no keys and no phone on me, which was not ideal. Um, so yeah, so that was a bit of a panic. So I didn't really know what to do, to be honest. So I walked to the high street in the rain barefoot um managed to go into the diy store a nice lady gave me a wallpaper scraper to try and pop the lock open with um, so yeah as i walked back there was no real joy there um, she i just me- can't believe you
1: went in there right you're like listen here love um I'm, i need to break into my house what's the best tool to use the first thing <laughs> was she not questioning you like on here? This lad's got no shoes on. He's walking in here, asking for tools to break what, into a what,
2: house. What were you wearing, other, other than no shoes? I was wearing like sweatpants and a long sleeve running t-shirt. That was it. So you basically looked like with no shoes, guy. yeah, no yeah. Shoes, socks, and no socks. With your hair way. like that, yeah.
1: And oh. I had no
2: face mask. Like, first thing I had to apologise for walking in with no face mask. You just to wear face masks in Wales, still. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, so yeah, so she gave me this wallpaper scraper that was, absolutely was not cutting it. It was going to bend and snap. So How did you a, pay for it? She just lent me it. You've got a trustworthy face, obviously.
1: Nah, so. she, no, you didn't have any money? I, no.
0: think pe- I think people feel sorry for them when they see it. You, you,
1: look, you look at him, you honestly, see this,
0: this little five foot five kid walking <laughs> in your shop. Um, I knew that would annoy him. Um, <laughs> looking all frail with the hair like that. Like no shoes on going,
1: oh, please can you help me Hold on. so end. you walked in there sweatpants no shoes long sleeve sweaty running top yeah blonde cool. highlights as well, no face mask,
2: mask
1: soaked and you went up to this woman and said i've got no money but, but i, I need, need to break into a house
2: anything about money i just said i've locked myself out do you have anything i could use to potentially open the door What?
1: And she said, oh, yeah, have this off your pop and then bring it back. Is it?
2: Yeah, I sort of bring it back when I get it. Did you bring it back? Did yeah. Straight away, actually. So, yeah. So this was about quarter to three in the afternoon and I had a meeting at three o'clock. So that also was on my mind um, because it was likely that I wasn't going to get back in time. So anyway, so after I realised I was like, I can't get in. I was I was panicking a bit at that point because my main thought was I just need to get my alpha flies and then I'll be fine. That's all I needed. Um, and then it occurred to me that we have some builders about four or five doors down doing a conversion on a house. So I walked into the, the house. So you can just imagine like a whole, they're just redoing the whole house. Barefoot. And,
0: are they proper proper builder types and as well? Proper
2: like Valleys Welsh builders, yeah. <laughs> I walked in there and I was like, excuse me, um, please may you help me. <laughs> please may you help me. I've locked myself out of my house. In your, in your English accent. <laughs> Excuse me, um, sir. And th- to be fair, he did say, this, this isn't a burglary, is it? Um, so, one of, he was like, what do you need? I was like, to be honest, I really don't know. I just need help more than um, any. <laughs> just in, in general. Just help, help me. <laughs> um, so, one of them came to look at the door and I think it was like a mortar lock or something. He said, you're going to really struggle to, to get in here, to be honest. You might need to call a locksmith. I was like, oh, fuck. Um, because I really did not want to pay for that. Um, and then he went back and he was, he's talking to a couple of the other builders. And they were like, oh, you could try a crowbar and try, try and bend the, the door and see if it will pop open. And he was like, you could do that, but it's probably going to damage it. I was like, just do it. I just, yeah, I need to get in. Um, we we'll was worry about that afterwards. So he's got this crowbar. He's bending it behind the door. And he managed to get a screwdriver and pop the lock open. And actually the door frame and the door are both absolutely fine. So that was a result. So I was only about 15 minutes late from a meeting as well. So any, any
0: listeners who want to break into any houses, you've now got some top tips from Josh Lund. Also, yeah, were, you we-
2: were you wearing your nose ring at the time as well? Yeah. I never take that out. Yeah. What's a mess. Yeah. So not ideal, but and the, the worst bit I think about it was as the door shut, the postman went, Oh, I've left your bottles on the floor. I was like, Cheers, mate. Thank
1: you very <laughs>
0: <right. laughs> much. Um, so, so, so on this um, Marathon Joshland special, we're going to get on some more running after your 20-minute discussion of getting into your house. So let's get back to some running. Yeah,
2: so Friday morning, drove with uh, Dan to the hotel, um, which was in Windsor. Very nice hotel. Not, not ideal for running around, to be honest, but um, it's nice nonetheless. How so, was, it, was it same same rooms as last year yeah pretty much nothing not that much was different to be honest i think there was other people in the hotel and the other the sort of nicer part but um yeah that was pretty much the only difference um yeah i had to have covid tests uh, again every day um it's a bit of pain again so yeah by the time we got there i think uh we got there probably around lunchtime we didn't actually get running because we we had lunch and then um, we went for a run about twenty past three. So I went with Ross as well. Um, we just did six miles and then some strides. Dan's got, Dan's got a lovely picture of that run on his Strava. Um, yeah. Josh the, special, that one. There's you in...
0: I mean, you've got your socks over your tights. Um, interesting. Yeah. And Nash is wearing a T-shirt and flappies. Yeah. And then Ross...
1: Standard Nasher.
0: Ross, Ross looks like he's been through 50 rounds of Mike Tyson and <laughs> wearing full massive coat and trackies.
2: It's funny, because that was the best I saw in my weekend. What? Which one? Both of them? No. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was all the running done on Saturday. And then... Sorry, Friday. Then Saturday, um, a few of us went out. So I think... Who did we have there? We, we got some... Uh, it's good picture time, actually. So Jake, Phil, Ross, Dan and I um, did... We did 24 minutes of running and then half a mile of stride. So that was, I think, think five by 15 seconds or so. What I will say
0: is both you and Phil have done 24 minutes of running on one activity. Oh, dear. Clarity's found some backgrounds, by the way. (laughs) Um, But then you've separated out your strides from a a two-and-a-half-mile
2: run. Uh, I think we've stopped, to be fair, to get our shoes. Oh, you put on your alphas, the you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Why did you need to do that?
2: Put on the alphas or change the activity?
1: Change, uh, change shoes.
2: I just want to in a, You're right. running a marathon. Yeah, but I was running a ma- marathon in my alpha fly. It's not my structures.
1: Yeah, no, but why? I don't get why you're, run... you're not running in 800 meters, are you, next day? Don't yeah. need to be like proper fast here.
2: No, I no it's more for just making sure that, that everything was okay to be honest so that was Saturday and then Sunday, obviously the marathon so um a few people were asking how so sort of what what warm up to do um so I did just under thirteen minutes, and it wasn't that specific it was basically three laps of the warm up area um so yeah, did that with josh 7.10s, so it's like one point seven five miles um then did some drills did some strides um quite jealous that all the Ethiopians same as Antrim they they have got some tremendous drills uh, if I if I wanted to learn anything in running it would be to be able to do those because the coordination it must take is phenomenal
1: um, what were they doing like YMCA and stuff
2: if you google it I'm sure it will come up like um, Ethiopian running drills I, I, I couldn't describe they, they're all in formation um, yeah they're just doing them together very good so, the marathon. <clears throat> um, coming into it, I knew there was a pace sweep at 67.15. And I knew Adam Clark and Emil Caress were pacing that. And Clarke, he was uh, sort of getting me to wind Matt up for the last two days before sort of saying, uh, yeah, we used to get money in the bank. Because I knew it was probably a bit quick. Um, and it, it was a bit of a risk. So, was i in an hour in with that, really? And then I basically of Matt and I sort of decided, or I said to Matt, I think I'm probably going to do this. And he sort of said, okay, um, more, <laughs> more probably than the discussion. But it, yeah, see what the pace sort of felt like. If it, if it was, wasn't was silly after like 5K, if it felt okay, then sort of go with it. If I was ever unsure, just let them go. Um, and that kind of pretty much happened really. So we let them go. Um, when I say we, Dan, Dan was probably in a similar position and Ross Braden as well. Um, so we let them go about two miles and then we sort of ended up catching them up a few times. So I caught them up at three, three miles um, and then we pretty much ran together for quite a way for the next few miles. Um, and then there were a few times where probably sort of seven, eight, nine-ish miles. There was a couple of times where I would start to drop off and I just said to Nick Torrey as well, similarly, didn't really want uh, or he was a bit unsure. So he he said he would maybe sort of be happy to sit off it as well. So um, yeah, just
0: for people like so your first fifteen k you went through five k sixteen flat. Yeah, five to ten k you ran sixteen o three, and then yeah. ten to fifteen k you ran sixteen o three. So same same splits for the first fifteen k. So you're on sort of three truck three twelve three thirteen k pace, which is what two fifteen low. Um, yeah maybe 215 low maybe 214 high something like that i well i think from 15 to 20 you ran a fifteen fifty six. So that's when you
2: went into the 214 high okay and that was that was probably when it started to pick up a bit i think that's when i decided actually i'm just gonna let them go
1: um well, there's no, a few
2: that's
0: points. my question so between 20k and half your split was is it really slow? yeah it was 343 so 324 per
2: kilometer because I didn't want to drop him, but I was sort of basically waiting for him on the t- the bridge, and I thought he was about to drop out. I said this to him after the race. I said, "What were we doing on Tower Bridge?" He said, "Oh, I just felt terrible up the hill." I said, "Well I, did- I didn't want to run on my own, so I sort of just waited for him really, um, and that's why that was so.
0: Yeah, so the first half of the race did you sort of just feel pretty relaxed or
2: um, so I actually had a I got went through a bit of a bad patch uh I think after my second drink I got a bit of a stitch in my left side and I was like oh this is not great um but it never really materialized so I could feel it for a bit I tried to push it out and it actually never got any worse and then sort of disappeared so that was okay um I I realized we were going quicker than I probably wanted to be but I had sort of committed and I I said to Matt if I commit to a faster pace I know it's going to be a bit grim at the finish but that's sort of a decision I'm making um so sort of got to stick with it really then, but,
0: but your drinks, you got all your drinks in the first half,
2: yeah. Yeah, I know I had every drink throughout the way. Um, the only, the only dodgy bit with my drinks is I think I hadn't cleaned two or three of my bottles properly, and I don't know if the, it was the lid that was moldy or something was moldy, but it made me feel more sick than anything because it basically just tasted like I was drinking moldy drain water. And <laughs> I don't know if you've ever get sort of sicky burps after you've had some of these drinks, all I was getting was sort of sicky drain water burn. i mean to be
0: honest i don't tend to drink out of a moldy
2: bottle so hey they
1: were my bottles because i i run mine through dishwasher so. oh
2: yeah no i, I have no doubt they're mine uh, yeah um so that that's definitely if i've learned one thing from the weekend is clean your bottles um, so so you go through half over tower yeah. bridge yeah um, over so tower, get tower excited, bridge you get excited over there um not so much i saw dan jarvis that was a that was a nice sight um but yeah, it was, it was quite nice because there wasn't that many of it. It was literally just Nick and I, and we were sort of about 20 seconds off the group still. And then behind us, I don't think there was that many people. So it, there was a, it was quite a good atmosphere to be honest. Um, and then I remember turning to Nick at halfway and I said to him, how'd your legs feel? Uh, and I was just really praying that he didn't say, I feel great because because uh, I say he, and he said, yeah, I don't feel great. I say, good. Cause I feel very tired. Um, and at, at that moment in time, I really thought there is no way I'm gonna break 220, No way on earth. Um and I just I thought I was gonna slow a lot more than I did. Did you not um so after you go pretty much
0: through the half map, you come off tower, you go that downhill a little bit, don't you? I used uh, to love that bit. But as you come off tower bridge, you sort of go down a downhill ramp like you. You have to go up it, the other side. Of the
2: bridge. Oh, yeah, on the, on the actual bridge.
0: I usually feel great then, then sort of turn the corner. I'm like, oh, that was yeah, a bad
2: idea. That actually, that actually happened a bit at me, uh, to me at three miles because I felt quite lethargic to start. And then that sort of downhill, I was like, okay, feel okay now. And um, that's kind of what made me think, actually, I'm just going to sort of sit on the back of this group. So you get to,
0: you go over Tower Bridge, you get to 15 miles and you get the, the sort of inspiration you're looking for when you go past me. Um, yeah. so you turned to me and said something like mm, you know yeah. I feel it's terrible bite, you're I think yeah. starting to bite so you, I thought at that point because I then phoned Matt and um, yeah I thought your race was after seeing you there and hearing you say that I thought you're done um, I mean,
2: to, be, to be quite honest so did I yeah like, in, in all seriousness I really well I was running with Nick and I really thought this is really really hard um i knew and i thought the pace we've gone out at this is just not going to end well at all um so yeah so it, it was very different to how london went last year in the sense of obviously i went through a bit slower but last year i didn't i felt great at halfway and i felt great at 15 miles and it was only the last sort of 10k that i suffered this year i felt i was hurting from halfway um so yeah it was a long long Sort of eighty minutes. Just before we go in the second half,
0: how was the um, how were the conditions in the first half of the race?
2: Um, they weren't terrible. There was a bit where it was quite windy. Um, I say breezy. it wasn't windy. Um, yeah, breezy. Probably coming. I think it was off Cutty Sark. So that stretched all the way to Tower Bridge, really. Yeah. Uh, and Nick and I had dropped off the group. So what we basically did is took sort of thirty seconds intervals and we'd sort of spin between who was on the front and that worked quite well actually um so yeah that that really helped um, so it was quite breezy
0: so 20 to 25k you run a um i think like a, a 16 20 16 15 to 20 split so i was actually on the phone to matt then because he saw that split come through and thought actually he's still going all right so his message to me to then to you was when I see you at 20, convince you that you're still on for, you know, not convince you, tell you you're still on for a good time and just dig in. So yeah. you obviously didn't feel too bad to sort of maintain pace for the next sort of 10 kilometres after halfway.
2: I think, I think the thing was, I, my legs just felt very tired. I think it almost lured me in a, into a false sense, of, to, false sense of security that I was just slowing. Because um, I, I actually remember saying to Nick, we've not slowed that much. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it was just purely fatigue really more than anything, but that's why I said to you when you, when you, I saw you at 20 miles, um, I was just mainly worried where Dan was because I thought we'd slowed more than we probably, uh, had. And I knew that if we'd gone a bit off a bit quick and Dan caught us in the last few miles, Matt would not let me hear the end of it. Um, and that, that was my main concern.
1: <laughs> You're right there.
2: <laughs> but you, um, so Canary Wharf,
0: obviously between sort of 15 and 20 miles yeah it twists
2: around there there's some there's a few little inclines now in canary wharf isn't there um and it was quite it, it, the wind did pick up there so it sort of funnels through the buildings and uh i turned i said to nick um because i think he was suffering a little bit with that i said can you can you take a go on the front and he said i'm just hanging on i said fine let's just just hang on and we'll start to pick this group up because I could see a few dots in front of me that obviously had been spat at the back of the group in front. Um I couldn't make out really who it was. Um just before I think when I saw you, I was just about to catch Dougie Musson. So yeah. probably about you, just, you just 30, caught him. Yeah, just after thirty K. I couldn't quite tell who they were, but then I knew there was more than one coming back to us. So between um
0: like fifteen and thirty K, did no one go past you and you didn't catch anyone?
2: It's just you and Nick, no one caught me the whole race. Yeah, I didn't, basically well, a few guys caught us at the start and then from the championship start. Um, but then yeah, I went back past them. So, um, so,
0: so yeah, so 25 to 30k, you ran another 16, 24, so pretty consistent, like no, no issues. So by the time you came past me at like 20 and a half miles, you were, as we said, worried about the masher, um, which. I mean I, I really wanted to tell you, like he was he was minutes behind you at half at 15 miles, um and obviously struggling because he didn't even hear me shout mash it up, masher. So um <laughs> I, I was pretty disappointed in that. And yeah, so you come past us and you looked really good. Like compared because Nick Torrey was obviously hurting. We'd um so just before you, we'd seen the rest of the front Brits and other than Phil Sessman everybody looked, or well, Phil Sessman and Josh Griffiths, Andy Davies looked okay but he always looks like he's kind of working as Andy um, but everybody else looked in a world of pain so compared to everyone else you looked pretty good and you talked to us, we thought wow maybe maybe he's going to beat my PB here, I was worried
2: Yes, yeah, so, I mean at 20 miles I was trying to figure out because I, I realized i roughly worked out in my head what we ran for the second 10 miles i can't actually remember now what it was um but i want to say it was about 40 seconds slower than the first 10 miles so i was i, I kind of worked out in my head what do i need to run to run to sort of 17 216. um i basically just said sort of 10k from here and then yeah so i, I was trying to roughly work out where i was and Nick, Nick had dropped off at that point. Um, so I was pretty much just trying to pick the group off in front of me. But the gaps were quite big. So it took a lot to even sort of see the person in front and then sort of running them down and then just onto the next one. But as soon as we basically got onto where people are running on the other side, it was just quite breezy. And I think the wind picked up for the men's race. I don't think it was as bad for the women. Okay, basically- it, um, it sort of,
0: it, it started to pick up pretty much as you went past us at 20. So as the women were probably entering the last, well, depending where they were, sort of 3, 5K, they probably got they probably got it in that last 3 to 5K, whereas you guys probably got the last 10K into a pretty stiff wind. And then anybody running slower than 2.30, really, it picked up even more, didn't it? So it yeah. was gusty, I would say.
2: Yeah, that was really tough, actually, because... I was feeling pretty fragile anyway. And from when I saw you, my hip flexor was really starting to fatigue my left side. Um, and that that was the main sort of worry I had. And basically the top of my glutes, I was like, I, I had no no worries that I was going to cramp because nothing felt like it was. It was just fatiguing my hip flexors and just trying to keep my legs moving. And I could tell my cadence is pretty slow anyway, but um, my cadence was just felt like it was just getting slower and slower and slower. Um, and there was quite a few people who I sort of got shout outs on this on that second half um so well sorry the last 10k and i remember seeing somebody at 22 miles um and i couldn't even react i I remember actually they were sort of taking a video and i i was struggling to keep my eyes open at that point and i thought this is just going to be an absolute grind to get back and then i kind of i don't think i went for a, a better patch but i i kind of sort of sorted myself out for probably a mile or so um but that I would say that was definitely the longest seven or eight k of my life. Yeah, um, so, yeah I mean, pe- people I caught going back. So I caught Dougie. Um, there was another guy from the championship start. I can't remember his name. A Scottish guy. Then uh, I caught Boston, yeah. Elton. Uh, I think it's Wil- Is it Wilson, the Scottish guy? Yeah, Kenny, Kenny Wilson. Kenny, yeah, Kenny Wilson. Then Jamie Crow. He cramped up in front of me. I was like, "Oh, that looks sore." Um, he literally sort of was hopping on one foot. And then I think the last guy I caught was uh, just in the last two corners. I caught Moadan. Um, and I could see with about a K to go, I was like, I, I can see you definitely sort of seeing him. He, he wasn't moving very well. Um, and I knew also with a K to go that my PB was sort of going to be very close. I, I just had literally nothing left. I was trying to go as quick as I could, but yeah, I just had nothing.
0: So you also passed Ross Skelton, who dropped out. Did you, did you know he dropped out at that
2: point? I saw he stopped as I, as I went past him, to be honest um did you wear your watch in the end yeah i did but i didn't really pay that much attention i i wasn't really looking at the splits because because there's times on all the miles uh, the miles so, yeah i just i didn't even look at it and you're wearing alphas in the end were you flies,
0: yeah, yeah so um i mean from the videos you actually i mean to look at the pictures you look like you're moving pretty well i mean if i had knee lift like that at the end of the marathon i'd be i have been loving life. Um, I wish I had that. <laughs> so form-wise, you actually didn't look too bad from the side, but I remember looking behind you and you could see it was starting to, yeah, your hips were sort of yeah, my sticking, hips, my a lot. sticking out, I think. Yeah, um, but so you, you turned the corner onto, onto the mouth. Can you see, did you see the clock? I knew, yeah,
2: I, I, I could see it straight from the tight and I was trying to pick it up as best I could. And uh, I saw, if you, if you watch the BBC coverage, as the results come down from the top 10, you can see uh, myself and Mo coming in. And I actually don't look like I'm moving terribly. So I think I must have picked up a bit from that corner. But yeah, I knew I wasn't going to quite get there. Yeah.
0: So, so 35 to 40k, you, you ran a 1709. So yeah, that was tough. Lost about 50 seconds to a minute on your sort of pace before that. And then the it's last
1: disaster though, isn't no,
0: it? Then the last 2k 735. So similar pace to that that 5k before. Um, but obviously as you said, you probably lost most of that time in the 40 to 42k and then picked it, picked it back up. So um, but compared to, I mean, I haven't looked at everybody's splits, but based on what I've seen on the tracker, your like your positive split wasn't. As positive as a lot of other people, if that's the right way around. So you ran, you're, you're yeah, you, you seemed like you
2: held it together better than most people. Yeah. Well, I've said to a few, few people who sort of asked, it, it was issue like a war of attrition, and I died the least. Yeah. Well, not the least, but the least of the people around me.
0: Yeah. So I think, other than, I think Josh Griffiths held on pretty well. Andy Davies obviously held on very well, but he he's done that now five six seven times so he's he's well seasoned to it um out of the the new boys really um because you've only finished one marathon you yeah definitely held it together the best so that must be that's that must be pleasing that you know even off a faster pace you can still you can still hold it together when the when the going isn't great
2: yeah it's, i think a lot of it's mental so i knew it was going to be tough from genuinely from 10 miles i thought this is gonna be really really tough and i did think it was going to get worse than it did um as in pace wise so as long as you can hold the pain together um, because that's what it is right it's just you're, you're just tired and it really hurts so as long as you can mentally just keep your legs moving yeah you'll be, you'll be all right
0: yeah so i was going to save some of these questions but so we've got some i got some listener questions today But as Instagram's down, I haven't got. I've only got about a third of them, which I screenshot earlier. So let me and let me see if there's anything I can ask you from here. So, um, Alan Corlett, who's another decent marathon runner, said, "Um, at what point did you feel it was going to get rough?" But you've pretty much said that from.
2: Yeah, probably from about ten miles. um, Definitely from halfway.
0: Top fan, Carl Wellborn, said, just to say, well done. But as we're speaking about Carl, he had a, a solid 2.21. 220. Yeah,
1: good one. He's coming, dis- on, coming on the Seville, uh, Seville train with
0: us. He is, and I forgot to tag him in my story, so I'm sorry about that, Carl. Um, he did message me to say I'd forgotten him out. I bet um, he did. Dougal Burrows, which I think is his name, said, given you've essentially needed a poo stop every session, did it happen in the marathon
2: too? Ah, now this leads me on to the the bit I didn't tell didn't, uh, didn't mention earlier. So I hadn't told Aaron and Matt this, but something that Phil Sesman and I were trying for the what first. Is, is Phil Sesman your best mate there? No, but he mentioned it to me earlier in the week uh, or last week. So is a and my dad actually mentioned it. So uh, basically, trying to sort of cut out fiber the last two and a half days before the race. So in theory it should mean that you're stuck and basically just eat blander foods so i was effectively just having sort of white rice and either like chicken or fish and no veg so if i was having like fruit i was having it in a juice form a fish and a rice cake basically it wasn't much different um which was really really boring but i mean it did help and it's apparently also meant to do you could lose up to two kilos um in like the bulk of bulk of your gut so effectively you just don't have any poo in you um so yeah so i mean it worked because my stomach was fine i at no point did i think my i, I need I to go to the loo um and i managed to have eight drinks so the 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 only thing that was dodgy was because i hadn't cleaned them
0: yeah and as i said i for you i think that's probably a good idea i mean Klaus is on the phone right now so he can't ask any questions taking a big business call but um probably gonna oh he's back what do you what do you oh let him get his headphones in um what do you think of josh's diet classy um yeah i mean
2: trying something new so i agree with that however both of them said that there is no detriment of it the only thing that won't make any difference like you just won't get you won't, won't benefit from it and I agree with it. I think the detriment to it
0: is you could probably, if you're losing up to two kilos, that could be negative at some points. Like, yeah, I you guess. get too weak. Um, because certainly, when I've tried like the no carbs sort of diet before a marathon, I felt absolutely horrific off it. So, um, but you're not doing no carbs. You're doing no fibre, which is yeah. makes more sense to your stomach anyway. Um,
1: so, do you think it helped then? Yeah,
0: I do. Yeah, I would definitely do it for another race for sure. I mean. I've been around Josh many races, and you do not want to be within 100 meters of him after a race. That's how bad the spell can be. So, anything he can do to improve that is a good thing in my mind. Um, so, we'll look to see that continue, mate. Um, Pete per bar home, and actually, I got a message from Inside Running Podcast while you're on the start line about this. Said, would plugs in the ears not be more aerodynamic?
2: I haven't, worn, I haven't worn plugs in my ears for a long time. So, explain why you've got massive holes in your ears. Talk so, through your emo phase. When I was at school, uh, I stretched my ears to about 22 mil, and this is the result. So, they, yeah, they'll never go back to normal now. Is it that that's like specific, 22 mil? It's, is it increments of two millimetres
1: normally, yeah. So, For what reason?
2: Just the size of them.
1: That sentence you just said, I have stretched my ears to <laughs> twenty-two mil. Just, just—I've never heard someone say that before.
2: <laughs> so you, have you never seen like tunnels in people's ears? Yeah. Yeah, that, thats how you do it. You stretch them. Right. Should, uh, Why though? What's
1: the, what's the purpose?
2: Don't know. I look cool.
1: And what are your thoughts now?
2: To be honest, I never really noticed it because I've had it so long. It's only when people mention it that I even realise I've, I've got them. I, it doesn't bother me, but...
1: Can't they... When they grow back?
2: They have. That's the smallest they'll go.
1: You it's, like it. You it's like what Jenny them telling me. tribal... Uh, tribal... Um, what do you call them? The Maasai. A- Maasai. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, you I remember you having a conversation with Jenny, my my missus about your ears growing back, and I sort of just switched off and thought this is the most boring thing I've ever heard.
2: Yeah, and that's it, they're done.
0: Anyway, um runner HLW, sorry, again, I haven't got your name because there's no Instagram. Um, said, Whose hair looked better, yours or Jake's? I'm for the first time ever, I'm gonna say Josh's hair looked better.
2: I I spend my evening on Saturday redoing Jake's hair because it had grown since he'd gone to the barbers, and then <laughs> before before we left on Sunday morning, so I had about fifteen minutes after I had my breakfast to get showered and changed before the coach left. He said, "Can you uh, can you just put some <laughs> some paint in my hair?" So Jake, I do not have time. We'll do it at the start. So uh, yeah, I painted it red for him.
1: I what mean, paint did you use? Like just like you know your standard paint. face paint.
2: Yeah, I just did
0: it on his skin. I mean, to be fair, there's not many marathon runners, elite marathon runners, who can say I painted somebody's head on the, you know, in the tent before I raced my marathon. So at least right. got there's two, two,
1: two, there's two sentences there, Josh, that I don't think I'll ever hear again.
0: <laughs> um, the best thing, about, what I thought was the best thing about Jake's hair was I saw he did a sports shoe photo shoot on Friday or Saturday in Leeds. Um, so he's turned up and he also did lactate testing. So he's turned up to these events, rocked up in his, with his pair of like odd shoes, his pair of odd alpha flies on or whatever he's got, um, with a number shaved in the back of his head. Like, look, lads, I'm ready for my photo shoot now. And they must be thinking, what is this guy? Because often the photographers, they're not runners, are they? They're just like your general photographers.
2: Yeah, he's got some boost to do. I'll give him that.
0: Yeah, it's one thing I'd call it. Um,
2: yeah.
0: right. um Crozier, 89, says, How do you mentally get through the difficult parts of the race? So yeah, what were you what were you thinking about when
2: you were sort of in the ship? <laughs> there was one there was one point actually. Well, sorry, that I, I was actually gonna write something on my hands to to um think when it got really tough. Um and I actually thought about I I never did, but I, I thought about it. So I was going to write Pat Tiernan on my hand, remembering from the 10K, because... <laughs> You're embarrassing. You're an embarrassment. Because that on itself is just enough motivation to like stop being a pussy and just get on with it. But Why did not you write Matty Clows, Aaron Scott on the back of your hands? That would give you something. Yeah, because then I'd have stopped and sort of quit.
1: Oh, <laughs>
2: Then I wouldn't be the fastest, fastest out of the three of us this year. Um, but, then, but then you realised it would sweat off. Like, I saw Ross Skelton had written yeah. all these splits on his palm of his hand. Yeah, so I didn't bother writing it, but I, obviously I remembered it. And to be honest, there wasn't, like, it was obviously hard, but the fact that I was going past people, and I could see people and I was catching them, was enough sort of in itself. Um, so, yeah, it was tough, but I'm sure I'm sure there's probably worse, worse fins um, at the end of a marathon. Yeah, a couple more. Tom Baird said, do you think if you drew over your shoes you could have gone faster? So that's referring to Jake's shoes and definitely not writing on them. I've nothing to write. Okay.
1: But then thought... you write Pat Tieron on them.
2: <laughs> yeah, true, actually. I could have.
0: Have you messaged have you DM'd him on Instagram?
1: Pat. Then you're my inspiration.
0: No, I haven't. Pat, if you're listening, um I've
1: heard i Croker's, um Brad Croker is a big fan.
0: Yeah, he is what of yours
2: no I was gonna
0: say I don't know why I'd be a fan of yours um and then last question is Aaron Scott says did you manage to eat breakfast this time
2: yeah I had some so part of the diet you can have fiber on the last day so it doesn't matter what you eat in the morning so I had some porridge with um some Nutella
0: that's it just porridge for Nutella yeah, no snacks or anything beforehand.
2: No, uh, I had an espresso. Um, that was it. Fair enough. Any more questions? Well, what, boy.
1: You didn't have any milk in your espresso,
2: no, lactose free, just uh, just one sugar.
0: Fair enough, right? Um, yeah, I mean, that's all my questions that I've got. There's probably a load more, so we might have to ask you some more next week when. When Instagram starts working again um, I think they've done it on purpose Josh just to stop me talking um, but yeah I mean end of the day were you pleased with it how are you feeling yeah, how about
2: I, when it? I crossed I had no idea what position I was until 25 miles and someone shouted you're 15th and my first thought was there's no fucking way I'm 15th because I just knew I was slowing so much and when you're in that sort of state even though you're going past people you don't really realize that you're actually still moving through the field if that makes sense um and then obviously I caught Mo right at the end so yeah so finished 14th and that I'm really really pleased with I obviously I'm I'm gutted to miss my PV by five seconds or four, six seconds or whatever it was um but in yeah I, I'm really pleased with the result actually um and obviously because there was less
0: elite runners this year than usual yeah they um they stopped the British time bonuses because I presume they thought if a Brit runs well, they're going to get overall placing money.
2: I think it's probably just budget cuts, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I thought that, but then I thought, have they had a budget cut? Because they've surely got the same amount of money in because of the virtual races. So, I mean, for me, I always find it a bit odd. Like, So you've gone out there, run what you've run, 218, rinse yourself, and you've basically come out of it probably at a loss in financial wise, because you've not, you've not been able to work and you've probably spent money getting there and getting back, Um, which you might, yeah, you might get back in expenses, but um, how does it, how does it sit with you that you get no sort of prize money or support or anything from, from these big races? Because most people will probably presume that even people at your level are getting some sort of, money from a race
1: yeah
2: so it was the prize money went down to 12 so that was also quite annoying uh, that was about a minute minute and a bit of prize what, money what was 12th place uh i i'm not 100% sure but i thousand? i have a feeling it went up in yeah a thousand pound increments okay. which would have been nice um <laughs> that's found the thing, tim post <laughs> um i'll oh, we'll discuss that in a minute yeah um i mean yeah it I, I've never experienced it, so I, I don't run as a job. Um, but it would be nice to sort of get something. I guess this is the this yeah. point. if anyone wants to uh, to sponsor any of us, that's yeah, nice. Give us a shout. I mean, in the same same way, like yeah, none of us.
0: We all accept that we're not doing it for a job, but yeah, we, probably we, we are. You are running. You're running. You don't want to put yourself down because you're running at a, a very good standard. I mean, you've just finished. 14th at London Marathon so if you're the 14th best football club in the country you don't expect to come away from something you've been a part of and get no money from it see what I mean like they're yeah. making money <laughs> off, off you running so I always think it's a shame that and I don't think people realise that yeah there is a, a real lack of money for for some of these guys out there and um, it just doesn't, doesn't really help you take it to the next level does it unless
2: you paid your own way like i said as well trainer wise are so expensive now but uh, yeah i mean i i've sort of bought probably three or four pairs of flats this, this just this block alone you're doing 100 i i'm not the most probably efficient with shoes and i probably get a, a pair of milder shoes last me a month if, if that so yeah that's that's probably the most annoying thing.
0: so this this is our plea please help us we're, we're very very poor little athletes um but yeah, Matt. so Matt's Matt's um just show me your
2: your LinkedIn posts for the day. Um, can I just can I just point out it wasn't my post; it was my works. Okay, you didn't write it for them. I did not. They asked uh, my permission.
0: How many How many likes that got? Um, uh, it's,
1: it's
0: got fifty-seven. it's oh, pretty poor. What I will say though, Josh, about an hour. I mean, if London Marathon wants to pay you, they should because. I saw on Strava, obviously, your run linked to all the others you were with. And out of all of you, you've got the most like, most kudos on Strava from them. You beat
2: Tony Payne in kudos, which is impressive. So, I, I genuinely, going back to screen time, I sat in the car yesterday and uh, it was like a full time job going through Instagram and WhatsApps, uh, which I mean, I love. So I was in my my prime. So thanks for all the messages and stuff because that was you, you,
0: Is that what you you do it more for the pictures and videos rather than actual running, don't you?
2: <laughs> yeah, if anyone's got any pictures actually, let me know. <laughs> <Here> he I <is. laughs> Josh,
1: I've just commented on your LinkedIn. Oh gosh. Saying inspiring.
0: Also, Josh, one other last little thing. Your watch was remarkable. Twenty-six point two zero.
2: Did you, yeah. Well, I was I was running on the blue line. There was one point actually which was quite annoying after Tower Bridge. Other people that ran might notice this. The blue line was actually under the barrier, <laughs> and I, I mean I was trying to run as close as possible. But I love when that happens. Yeah. Um, right. Cool.
0: I think that's your your recap over, mate. Um, but well done. Solid. Yeah. Solid effort. Next up, Seville for all of us. So hopefully a big PB on the cards in, in Seville when it's a bit less windy and you've got some altitude training in your legs, hopefully. Um, so shall we, um, should we jump to the Strava leaderboard? Because we'll cover that off quickly before we go into some results. Um, top of the top of the leaderboard. I had his name open a minute ago and I've now gone past it is Johan from, from Norway. We were having a bit of a debate whether Johan is a listener. So, to prove you're a listener, Johan, you have to DM us. And when Instagram's back working, DM us. Let us know you are a real listener. But you, you hit 144 miles last week, so that's.
1: Oh, Johan, come on! Pretty
0: solid. Um, but I think he did an ultra in that. Let's have a look. Ultra. Yeah,
2: a run of six. Wait a sec.
0: He did a 200k ultra, but DNFed at 178k.
1: Oh come on!
0: Injured ankle, 80, injured ankle at 80k, got worse throughout. What, for the next 98k, Johan? Fair
1: play to that's a lot guy. of
0: miles. Um, I like Johan. A lot of, lot of elevation gain as well, so that looks pretty severe, Johan. I hope you are a real listener, because respect to you there. Um, second spot was Connor Dillon, so we're taking the Australian listeners on board now. 135 miles for Connor. Um no idea what that is in K, mate. So you just have to deal with the miles. Um, and third is is Matt Blunden again, regular listener to the show. Um, he actually messaged me the other week after the show, after we talked about him um, in north of Scotland, um, and he confirmed that the RAF do no work. So nice of him to admit that. Um, that's the leaderboard. Should we go on to some, uh, on to some news? But the main news of the week was London Marathon. Um, Clouds, you watched it on TV, did you? Yep. What did you make of the elite men's race?
1: Do you what? Do you mean the actual stream or the the race That's, itself?
0: Talk through both if you want.
1: Uh, the stream was terrible as usual. Um, the the results, yeah. I mean, I watched the top guys. Um, is it Lima who won? Lemma.
2: That's actually. Lemma. Let, me, let me just say something before you get into that map. There was one point at 35k, bearing in mind sort of you're pretty tired there, right? You know, when you go underneath the tunnel, they had a big TV screen of him going over the line like this. I was like, you are taking a piss. We've got 7k to go still. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Um that's all right, mate. When I uh when I was in Berlin, I was just trying not to get dropped by the lead woman. So um yeah, uh it was good. Le- Lema, Lemma, 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 he won. Interesting uh, running style. I've never even seen this guy before as well. He's uh, seems like a very uh, powerful chap. Um, so yeah, he he won, uh, and then who was it? In second was it? Was it the uh, tall bloke? Won it?
2: Um,
0: I just I'm, I'm like I'm, I'll help you out, mate. I was just like, can you try to
1: help me out because I haven't got the no, front of me.
0: Labour took Labour took the win in. Um, Two o four o one, which is first first major victory, I think. Vincent Kipchumba is the big guy, um, and he is a pretty big guy, isn't he? And he um, he ended, he was second again because I think he was second last year in the elite yeah. race, um, and he ran a PB of two o four twenty eight, and then Ethiopia's Geremew was third in two o four forty one. But I mean, for all of them, I'd say it was. A bit slower than they'd probably intended, didn't they? Have a half. Yeah, that-
2: they wanted to break um, Kip Choji's course record, and they they were on that at halfway. So they definitely, I mean, yeah, it shows that it was probably a little bit breezy coming back, and they probably. I think by the look, looking at the race, they they were sort of just trying to break each other, and and they killed each other to be honest. But
0: yeah, um, we'll go on to the Brits in a second. Um, on the women's side, we. It was pretty quick women's side, wasn't it? Um, Jocelyn Je- guy took the win in 2.17.43. I think the top five broke 2.19. Yeah, two so, broke 2.18. Josh, you would have finished third in that race, I think. I knew that was coming. Um,
2: the, win, the win was less then, so actually if I was in that race, I would have won. Um, yeah, oh, I'm tra-
0: yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see who was second. Was it, was it uh, as a... As a
2: yeah, you say it because I haven't got it in front of me but I think
0: Az- Azimaru, Azimaru yeah, that. and then Bakiri was third and um, yeah so solid results I think Salpeter was fifth and
1: uh, I yeah, was Costa's fourth, fourth. Um, yeah, um,
0: but yeah let's um, let's see if I've got the Brits results in front of me um, we'll go into the Brits if I can get into the right I've got your splits up and not anybody else's which is always useful um, interestingly the search I always find a search on. I can show you the positions no that's alright I'm going to get that I think elite men position place seventh. right here we go so 7th overall Phil Sessman um, on his on his debut 2 on his birthday good little birthday present that for Phil
2: Happy birthday Phil um, well, 80 hours a week as a full-time doctor.
0: Behave. We, we know that's not <laughs> legit. But he is a doctor, so I'll give him that. Um, he's got, Thank you for your service. He's got two lovely dogs and he's got a very nice cat. So I do like Phil's cat content. Um, so follow him on Instagram. Good boy. Um, yeah, he, he was actually on 2.11 flat pace most of the race, being paced by Jake Smith. So he faded a little in the last... 5, five four, 10k. That's four miles. I think he was but then, he, I actually re-watched it on TV and he, he looked good. Uh, even at 25 miles, he looked okay. And it was only when he was turning the corner around Buckingham Palace, he seemed to, his legs seemed to go and he looked like he was, was jogging. And then the sort of grimace came across his face and he sort of was trying to do everything to break 213. So, good that he just snuck under it, which is a a European and a Commonwealth qualifying time and auto for the world. Did you think?
2: Well, so he has a qualifying mark, but I don't know if that counts as, um, automatic because he was first, It was meant to be automatic. If they ran the time at London first brick, but top 10 at a major is a qualifying mark as well. So yeah, I don't know. I think, I think he, he doesn't know either. He was checking that. Um,
0: and then second Brit, Josh Griffiths, 2.13.39. Third Brit, Matty Leach, 2.15.31, who just, in the kick of the day, outkicked Andy Davies. So anyone wants to re-watch that on TV... Yeah, that's a good watch. Two men who are spent... Um, any any runs stand out to you, Matt, from the Brits? Uh,
1: obviously, Fells uh, fantastic. I mean, Charlotte Purdue's I mean, some oh. of the women's side. I haven't gone just... into the women's yet fantastic uh yeah josh griffiths mr consistent um he went half hard as well fair play to him yeah
2: um
1: and matt so, leach great debut
2: me with group wise we spoke about it like on the warm-up and yeah he was like i'm just going to try and go with a group and if i can go with it, i will but if i don't i'll let him go so leach, yeah. was,
0: leach was actually his second marathon wasn't it because he did his debut in america last year
1: uh yes you're right yeah
0: so um but yeah solid results um women's wise Charlie Purge finished 10th overall in two twenty three twenty six, 26 which was probably the run of the day um, and she only lost that last half a minute in the last couple of K when she started to slow a little bit into the wind. Um, I think that goes she goes third all time now on the Brits list just Miss Mara's time um, but she pulled away from Sinead Diver just around where I was watching at 15 miles so very good run from Charlie um, sort of shows selectors that she should have gone to the Olympics really. Um, then Rose Harvey was the next Brit home in two and Sam Harrison third home in two 32 22 cup. Um, they faded again a little bit in the last 10 K I think both Sam Harrison and and Rose faded a little bit, but, but good runs all round so good day nice to see Elite Marathon back um, Matt I know you need to leave us so before you before you leave us and me and Josh will wrap up um, anything anything good coming up for you next
1: week uh, back running so I'll have some more interesting uh, uh, activities to share
0: any Lindors lined up for this week or you, you got through all those now
1: Uh, Yeah, I've nearly got through most of them to be fair, which is quite disgusting, but there we go. Good
0: Good times. We look forward to your tales of your your runs next week, and interesting to see if any dirty pants come back out on the route. So, Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Cool. All All right, right, guys. We'll let you go. Take it easy. Business business call coming up. Um, See ya. (laughs) Josh, we'll, we'll quickly wrap up, because I mean, London was the main results. I... I did have, there was a couple of other marathons on actually yesterday. I don't know if you know, Chester Marathon and uh, Loch Ness Marathon. Chester Marathon, I did have a result somewhere, but I did see that, well, Michael Young took the win in 227. Joe Turner was second. So Joe Turner, listener, 228. So solid runs there. But I mean, there was a few other races going on, but London sort of dominated yesterday. Um so, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the news, unless you know of anything else what happened yesterday, Josh.
2: Um I know Charlotte Arter came second in Vienna. Vienna. Yeah, she ran a 5k. I think she ran 1521 or 1523. Um I think the they, they also broke the world record for the 10k women's, I believe it was 29. Yes, I Vienna. did I did have that open actually. Funny.
0: Um Joking, I've in lost Geneva, it. I believe uh, Valencia, Valencia
2: 2950. Tolimo, no, I, I think in Geneva, oh, okay, Geneva 2938. Wow, um, Kalkidang, yeah, good pronunciation uh, from, from Bahrain. She uh, she broke that. There's um,
0: also it turns out there's also Belfast Marathon yesterday. Um,
2: because did Mick,
0: Mick Clousy
2: He was on the start line for London. Um, He
0: he won Belfast in Um, 2.20.42. He'd have been good for you to run with. Um, And I think Fanola Ross won the women's in 2.43. Um, So, so yeah. Um, It's good to see a few races coming back. And we're in the middle of marathon season now. So what's up? Is it Chicago next week? Boston? There's Boston, Chicago, New York. Yeah, so, uh, Valencia, Barcelona. So plenty still to come. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's us wrapped up. Um, what are you up to next week? Talk through your food intake.
2: Yeah, well, actually, what I was going to say is if anyone wants me to, uh, if anyone's got any plans, DM us on Instagram um, for what I should have for this week. So uh, I'm not sure tonight. Uh, I feel like Tuesday is just pizza night. Um, and I, I kind of want to have pizza tonight so I might get something different, I might get Chinese tonight you know it's not Tuesday yeah I know that's what I mean, okay. I want to get pizza tonight but I think I it, I feel wrong having it today so I'm going to have that tomorrow Um yeah but... I'll get I think I'm going Chinese tonight and then Friday fish and chips and then see what else I can stomach But yeah and basically you want
0: some more DMs from, from people yeah exactly
2: people... But Instagram's been down for an hour so and Whatsapp He's very,
0: he's very lost. So you might have to dig out his telephone number and and message him on iMessage. When Josh texted me on iMessage earlier, I thought I'd gone back to like 2010 or something. Um, I don't think you've texted me for about seven years. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, for me, next week, I'm going to get back to some running for definite. We're going to see a 50 plus mile week as I get back into things. 20 weeks to Valencia, uh, 20 weeks to Seville. So few more weeks to get fit yet and then um, we've got a stag do on, on Friday, Saturday in Newcastle for a listener of the show, Phil Martin's stag do, which I'm trying to persuade Josh to come to instead of sitting in his, his computer room getting back the computer out and playing games with his US friends so if you, if you do DM him also DM him to encourage him to come on the stag do because um, me and Mike Want his company for the weekends. So, so yeah, um, back to some running and going to make sure next week we've got some training weeks to talk about because Josh isn't going to have any training to do. So, me and Matt really need to put our fingers out because this is now episode 20 and I've now spent 20 weeks talking on this show. And I think this is probably my worst 20 weeks of training my whole life. So, um, maybe it's the curse of the podcast, but, but yeah, um, I think we're done, mate. I'll, um, I'll maybe WhatsApp you later when it comes back online, but if not, we'll speak next week Speaking when, when I'm abduct- abducting you to come to Newcastle. <laughs> Cheers, okay. mate. See you all right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, you never, 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 never
2: I'm an outlaw, I'm outstanding
1: low. Oh, you're never, 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 never gonna catch me i I'm an outlaw, I'm outstanding alone